Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. Wow, what a week. We are so hyped to be back with you and we just have a good feeling that season six is going to be good for us and to us. Anytime we begin the season during the most wonderful time of the year, good things just have to happen, right? But since we've been to the mountaintop, what a week it has been. Georgia won the SEC championship, woohoo, again, and that made my dad so happy. I know that my sister keeps pulling the strings in heaven, and it looks like they might be able to do a repeat and become national champions again. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. The state of Georgia really needs the Bulldogs because the Falcons, well, the poor, poor Falcons. This certainly won't be their year. Tears. If we're talking about wins though, can we celebrate another win? The U.S. Senate runoff was also held this past week. And when I tell you this election had the entire country on pins and needles, I think we were more stressed this week than we were in 2020. Well, almost. First of all, the voter turnout was record-breaking. And that's really saying something for a runoff election when most people stay at home. However, the election results were a nail biter and it would be close to midnight before the winner could be declared. And thank God for Jesus, Senator Raphael Warnock retained his Senate seat. I'm literally still in shock that 1.7 million people voted for someone who was unqualified for the position. And those same 1.7 million people were willing to take part in an entire conspiracy to remove a qualified person simply because they did not want an educated, qualified black man in the seat. This is real life, people. And it means that even as much as we think we've accomplished, we still have so much work to do. But in the meantime, keep voting. Every election, every single time. And let's thank God for small favors and the big ones too. So here's my confession. I hope you enjoyed the season premiere last week. We love shooting on location, but guess what? It was cold on that mountain. Real results require real efforts, and I'm telling you, we put in the work. Shout out to my guy behind the lens. He's the real hero. Here's my conviction. Although this is my favorite time of the year, I am very behind this year. I'm overindulging in Christmas movies, but I have not bought one Christmas gift. I love being intentional and extremely thoughtful regarding my gifts, but the creative bug has just not hit me yet. Maybe I'll find some inspiration on Hallmark. So what conversations are you having in the car or at your dinner table? We are discussing many things, and among them is how to ensure we are 
full of joy during this joyful season. It may seem automatic to be happy during the most wonderful time of the year, but for some, it can also be the most difficult. So this year, we've decided to be intentional expressing the joy we have, not because of circumstances, but because of Jesus and spreading it to anyone who might need it. When I think about this season, the celebratory season, the end of the year and the winter season, I realize that this can also be a season of change for many people. Perhaps you're ending one thing or beginning something. Maybe you're anticipating a move or finishing a big project. Maybe you're graduating and the people around you will change or shift. All of these life changes will affect how we see this season and how we celebrate or avoid it. However, the year in does not represent change for everyone. Some are just going through the motions and waiting for another year to begin. You may feel like you're in between seasons, in between your prayers and God's answers, in between your beginning and God's finished work, in between starting and waiting on God to order your steps. What do you do when you're in between? How exactly do you cross when it appears the Red Sea is in front of you or Jordan's River is standing in the way of you getting to the next season of your life? The season where God's promises seem to be waiting on you. I don't have all of the answers, but I do have three pieces of advice for best practice that should help you navigate your in-between. Number one, be attentive. Waiting is hard. Anyone who tells you that waiting is easy is lying to you. And they probably have not actually had to wait on anything in their life. I don't mean the physical weight of waiting in a line at a concert or waiting in a waiting room at a doctor's office or even waiting on a package to arrive. I mean hardcore waiting for something of which you have no idea whether or not it is actually going to happen. When you're in a season where it seems nothing is happening in your life, you know you're praying consistently and God is consistently not answering, then it seems as if you're stuck in the machine that used to be at the bowling alley. You know, the one where the person presses the button and the grab bar reaches down and grabs the item, but it can never actually make contact with the item. It just keeps grazing and touching, never making true contact. That's what waiting is like. You're just sitting there, sitting there, waiting on God to put you in, call you off the bench, call your name and say, it's time. The season of in-between is not meant to be pointless or purposeless though. Everything God does, he does with intention. And the sooner we learn this, the more we can begin to use our time wisely, even when we don't understand. When we are waiting, we must be attentive. God is always at work. And because he is a master teacher, we should always be in a position to discover what we can learn or glean from our in-between seasons. What is God saying in this season? What is God showing you in this season? The more you pay attention to what is happening around you, 
the more you will be able to discern what is happening within you. When you are attentive to even the smallest and simplest steps you take during your in-between season, you will realize your journey has not stopped at all. It just has moved at a different pace than in other seasons in life. Who does God have in your life in your in-between season? Where does God have you and what does God have you doing? Be attentive. Don't miss anything in your in-between season because what is happening now will be useful for you when your season changes. If you discard it or disregard it, then you won't have made the most of your in-between. I'll say it again, waiting is hard. No one willingly signs up for the wait. However, we are all better for it. Your senses become more keen. Your skills become sharpened. Your craft is refined. You may be pruned, but there were some things that you needed to let go of anyway. Be attentive. Nothing is wasted if you use it properly. Number two, be productive. One of the biggest mistakes people make in their in-between seasons is they do nothing. I was once guilty of this. In one area of my life, I was waiting on God to answer my prayer. I'm actually still waiting on the manifestation of that prayer. And so I felt until God answered me, I didn't need to do anything else. However, the Holy Spirit kept nudging me and people in my life kept pestering me. And that's actually how the podcast began. We need to be attentive, but we also need to be productive. Our productivity does not hinder God's work. I told you, God is always at work. We need only join him in this work. As we navigate the in-between, we begin to discover new and different things about ourselves. And it is during those times we can use that knowledge to become productive. What purpose are you discovering God has for you? Sometimes we need to get fired from the job to have time to think about what God would have us to do next in life. Sometimes we need to let a season end in order to recognize God has other seasons for us. The fresh start is all about rediscovery. You can be productive in more than one thing. You can align your passion and your purpose and you can use it all to God's glory. Be productive. Don't throw a pity party in your in-between season. Volunteer, serve. There are hospitals and nursing homes full of people who would love for you to visit them. There are shelters always in need of volunteers. There are schools who could benefit from your knowledge. Your family can be blessed by your skill set. We live in a capitalist society and we sometimes believe we have to get paid for everything that we do. But productivity does not always equate to money. There are wealthy people who have not served one moment of purpose. There are people who have little to no money who are living fully in their purpose and who change lives every day. I'm not saying you can't do both, but focus on being productive Focus on purpose, focus on God's plan. His provision will always follow. Don't spend your in-between wasting time that can be well spent. As much as I enjoy football season, the real work is not done during the season. It's done in the off season. The real work comes in drafting, in trades, 
creating the team, in practices, in arranging and writing plays, in hiring proper staff, and in creating an overall game plan for a winning season. When teams don't do what they should do in the offseason, then it shows in the real season. Hence, the Falcons right now. This may be your offseason, but make it your best season. Create your game plan and begin to execute it. You have the best general manager, and he's watching to see what your next move is going to be. Be productive. Number three, be courageous. Just in case you didn't hear me the first two times, I'm going to say it a third time. Waiting is hard. On this Christian journey, it is one of the hardest things we will have to do. I'm speaking directly from experience. There are some things I'm waiting on God to do that I've been waiting on him to do for a long time. Do I still believe he's going to come through for me? Yes, I do. Have I had moments of frustration wondering if he's forgotten? Yep. But in addition to being attentive and being productive, I've learned above all, I have to be courageous. It takes courage to wait. Courage is defined as mental or moral strength to persevere and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. The season of in-between carries its own set of fears, dangers, and difficulties. It takes courage to wait, not knowing exactly what one is going to face in the waiting season. Anything can happen, and you may indeed encounter danger and difficulty. Therefore, when one decides to face their in-between season, they do so willingly and they must have courage to endure. Anyone who chooses not to wait or not to face their in-between season chooses safety and comfort. They choose what they know and what they can control. But those who are willing to let go of control and trust God are exercising mental and moral strength. When one is strong mentally, they are ignited physically. When one exhibits internal fortitude, then their bodies become equipped for the journey ahead. The psalmist declared, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. When we navigate these seasons of in-between, we must be courageous. In turn, the Lord will strengthen our hearts. For what lies ahead, whatever lies ahead. There is uncertainty in front of us. We may not be able to detect what is directly ahead of us, but we must move forward anyway. We may feel as if everything speaks against what God says, but we must navigate anyway. Be of good courage and wait. Others around us may not understand why we are waiting, but your in-between season is just that your season. It's not for anyone else to understand. It's simply for you to navigate. When you come out on the other side, it will be your journey to own and your testimony to tell. Be attentive, be productive, be courageous. Navigate the in-between. There are no timestamps or timetables attached to these seasons. They could last days, weeks, months, or even years, live them anyway, navigate them anyway. It may be difficult, but it's worth it. 
I can recall several times in my life when I or my family encountered an in-between season. Honestly, I'm in an in-between season right now. However, one season in particular was when my father was laid off of his job unexpectedly. He had worked for the same company for over 20 years and after having been an extremely dedicated employee, he went to work one day and no longer had a job. One day he had a job and was able to provide for his family. And the next day he did not and could not. He was thrust into a season of in-between and as a result, so were we. The first thing he had to do was be attentive. His body needed massive rest. He could not continue the work he was doing as it was a major strain on his body. He listened and heeded to the Lord who spoke through his doctors and advised him to apply for disability. After applying, we waited and then nothing, absolutely nothing. This season lasted not just weeks, not just months, but five long years, five years of not knowing, not understanding, and sometimes not believing that we would ever see the other side of it. There was fear, there was doubt, there was frustration, and there was fatigue. But seasons of in-between required the strength and the courage to fight through all of these things, and fight we did. Even if you come out of the in-between season with nothing, be determined to come out anyway. At the end of five years and at the appointed time, our in-between season would come to an end and my dad would be granted disability. In the span of five years, he and my parents visited the sick, comforted the grieving, fed the hungry, and worshiped God in spite of their circumstances. They were productive. They were courageous and had to begin a new life at a time in their life when they thought things would be easy. Fresh starts are never easy, but they always bring reminders of God's promises. I don't know where you are right now. I don't know if this year in brings excitement or worry. I don't know if you're jumping for joy or hiding in pain. I do know this, wherever you are, God is also. And even in your in-between season, he sees you. And I believe he has a finished work in store for you. In my most difficult moments, I recall the words of a song by Tamala Mann called Finished Work. When you say it's already done, when you step in, the battle is won. There is no question or need to worry. It's already finished. When you start moving, everything changes. When you come through, nothing stays the same. There is no doubting or no need to wonder. It's already finished. It's a finished work. Your in-between season may be lasting longer than you anticipated, but be attentive, be productive, and be courageous. But above all else, remember, it's not the end. God has a finished work with your name on it. So your in-between season is not the end. It's just one phase of the journey. Keep going. I pray you are finding beautiful ways to remain full of joy. Even if this is the hardest time of the year for you, you can still make it wonderful. 
The miracle of the season is that Jesus was born and still lives today. Hold on to that hope and whatever you do, spread joy. I'm so glad to be here with you and I can't thank you enough for watching. I look forward to seeing you next week. But before you go, let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for the people in my army. Help us to remember that you're always with us in our in-between seasons and that you'll never leave us or forsake us. I love you so much. Thank you so much for watching. See you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.ascministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember, any time is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time.